Hello, everyone, and welcome to week five of the Irish Lack Experience. I am your host, Ilya Glasman, and um, let's just get right into it because, quite frankly, I'm I'm pissed. I'm I'm really pissed about yesterday's performance as Nordic gets upset by Denver at home, fourteen to eleven, and there was just. There was just one big reason. You could argue two. Um, I'll get into both, but I think the biggest reason, which is like 98% of the reason why Nardame lost yesterday, was face-offs. Face-offs, face-offs, face-offs. If you heard my podcast last week, my first key for uh, Nardame to get a victory on Saturday was Charlie Leonard needs to win faceoffs because Denver relies on their offense to succeed. So you can't give them more opportunities to score. And guess what we did? We gave them more opportunities to score. Charlie Leonard went 6 of 28 from the faceoff circle. I was at the game yesterday. It didn't even feel like he won six faceoffs. It felt like he won three of them. I mean, he was going out there. I don't know. He's done this back-to-back weeks. I don't know what's going on. If if he just looks slow out there, he's reacting slower than the guy that he's facing off against both weeks. And he's a terrific faceoff guy. I was ta- I was praising him at the beginning of the year of how an amazing uh he is at Fogo and last two weeks he's just he's just pooped the bed I I I don't know what else to say because it's just they he can't win face-offs he lost 22 of the 28 face-offs and Nardave lost by three imagine if if they would have split Imagine if Charlie Leonard went 14 of 28 from the faceoff circle. I guarantee you that game goes a lot differently than uh, it did yesterday. I, if if Charlie Leonard could just win half of those faceoffs, Notre Dame wins. Notre Dame wins because we all knew going into that game that Denver, like their defense was just young, inexperienced. You, there was advantage to be taken of okay there you had the advantage on deep on the offensive side of the ball if Nordame could have just had multiple uh, excuse me multiple possessions for a long period of time this defense would have crumbled and no instead for about the first eight minutes of that third quarter they literally just got to stand there because I swear, Notre Dame only had the ball for about 30 seconds of that first eight minutes of that third quarter, where Denver went on a uh, 5-0 run to start the third quarter to open up a seven-goal lead. And then Notre Dame has to claw their way back. But, you know, they got it down to two. Give Notre Dame credit. They were playing out there with a sense of urgency. But then, you know, the faceoffs just bit us again in that fourth quarter where Denver scored those two goals to make it 14-10 and everybody knew that Notre Dame had no chance to come back 
I mean, it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous of how just inept we were at winning faceoffs. It was re- it was embarrassing to watch because you knew when uh, a goal was scored and we were going to have a faceoff, you knew who was going to win. You knew who was going to win, and it wasn't going to be Charlie Leonard because he just couldn't do anything. He, I don't. I don't know what happened yesterday in that face-off circle, but he just looked slow out there. And he, for Notre Dame to, you know, really make make the tournament for one, you know, they first have to make the tournament. And if they do, for them to go on a deep tournament run, Charlie Leonard has to be the most successful person out there on the field for us to even have a chance to go on a deep postseason run. He has to be the guy that is most successful because Notre Dame has shown these last two weeks that if Charlie Leonard doesn't win faceoffs, Notre Dame doesn't win the game because this defensive style that Notre Dame is playing right now, yes, I know that they're still learning, they're still developing, but in the first two weeks when Charlie Leonard was winning these faceoffs, this defense looked like they had a lot more energy. They were a lot more focused. And, you know, I guess, you know, it makes sense that if Charlie Leonard keeps losing this these face-offs, excuse me, and this defense just has to keep, you know, chasing everybody, then they're eventually going to get tired. This defense isn't that deep in terms of midfield play. Um, you know, they only bring out Patrick Aslanian and John Hallenbeck you know, as their short stick D middies out there, you know, they don't really play anybody else in that position. It was just really tough to see, you know, Charlie Leonard lose all those faceoffs yesterday, because I guarantee, I know if Charlie Leonard just wins 14, 13, maybe of those faceoffs, that game would have gone a lot differently. That game would have went a lot differently. I think Notre Dame would have it. I think the score would have been flopped, flip flopped. I think Notre Dame would have won fourteen to eleven if Charlie Leonard just wins half of the faceoffs. Um, another thing uh, why Notre Dame really couldn't come back and pull out the victory was um, the hustle plays, specifically the ground balls. Uh, Denver won that battle 34 to 21. Now, uh, if you look a little more closely on the stat sheet, uh, their faceoff guy won 15 of those. So if you like take away those 15, it's, uh, 21 to uh, 19 Notre Dame. So, but nonetheless, I mean, um, some of those ground balls, like they were picking up those ground balls and Notre Dame was double uh triple teaming uh the guy that picked up the ground ball and he had the presence of mind to just throw it up in the air because he knew that his teammate was going to be there i mean give a lot of den or give a lot of credit to denver for especially their coaching staff for teaching them that if like they're going to get a double or triple team they could just throw it out to an outlet because they know that it's just going to be him out there so I got to give credit to Denver in that aspect of the game where they just really, like, there's just good chemistry between them. They played like a team. They knew where everybody was in terms of those hustle plays. 
So, I mean, that makes a difference. That does make a difference in a lacrosse game, especially when both teams are equally talented. You know, those hustle plays, they make a difference. And it did yesterday, as it showed. Um, in terms of the statistics, individual statistics, um, I told you last week that Denver really only has uh, two guys, um, Jack Hanna and Ethan Walker, and they both had a pretty good day yesterday, specifically Ethan Walker. He had uh, six points last night with four, or yesterday, I should say, four goals, two assists. Jack Hanna, uh, he was a little more quiet, but that doesn't mean he didn't have an impact with uh, his two goals and two assists. Uh, he really drew a lot of attention from the Notre Dame defense, and rightfully so. He's a He's a beast. I mean, he's a terrific lacrosse player. Uh, you know, he's going to be a tremendous pro when he graduates and moves on. But nonetheless, you know, Denver, they just rely heavily on those two guys. And they uh, came out and they came out to play yesterday. So give them a lot of credit. They had a good game plan offensively and uh, they executed it uh pretty well as Notre Dame's defense just looked it was rough yesterday um on the bright side for Notre Dame Wheaton Jack boys had himself a day yesterday with four goals um another one of my keys yesterday was that uh Brian Costabile he needed to be uh more aggressive more assertive uh, offensively uh he really tried to but I mean Denver was all over him he really did the best he could with his uh two goals and a, one assist and you know it's just really tough for him out there because he's drawing so much attention as soon as you know he tries to make a move you know they're just all they're double even triple teaming him and he's he's if it was just one-on-one -on -one, he's able to win the matchups he's shown that you know throughout his entire career but when they bring uh two to three guys on him I think you know coach Corrigan really has to talk uh to the team about you know when that happens they need to drop some plays where he uh you know can dish out the ball and Notre Dame could get some uh you know odd man opportunities to where they can get a great shot you know to score a goal so you know we'll see how it goes um Notre Dame you know they have a quick turnaround they don't have to sit on this loss for a week they get to play Tuesday in Columbus against the Ohio State Buckeyes and let's get right into it okay so let's uh, analyze this uh, Ohio State uh, men's lacrosse team as Notre Dame uh, travels to Columbus on Tuesday to take on the Ohio State Buckeyes um, he'll be, uh, a 5 p.m. uh, face-off time, I believe. Uh, so, uh, I believe so. So, uh, let me double check here. Um, yeah, no, 4 p.m., 4 p.m. Uh, that's according to, uh, Notre Dame. Nope, just kidding, I lied. 5 p.m., I stand corrected, it was 5 p.m., uh, the stew got to strong in me today here on this uh, very nice Sunday. Um, but anyways, I digress. So Ohio State, 
They are currently four and two, coming off of a a two goal win over Hofstra on Saturday. Um, I'm not going to get into the rankings for both teams because uh, today is Sunday. The new rankings come out on Monday, which would be uh, tomorrow, um, and uh, they play on Tuesday. So I'm not going to get into the rankings. I'm just going to say that they're four and two. They will probably be ranked higher than Notre Dame, I'm assuming. Um, and I, I'm also going to assume that they're going to be the favorites for um, Tuesday's game. Um, their biggest strength is their attack line. Their attack line is one of the best. It probably, it's arguably the best along with uh, Syracuse and Penn State. You know, those two uh, squads probably have the uh, best, the deepest attack line. But, you know, if you take their starting three, uh, I think they really hold their own against, you know, those other top attack lines. Um, they're led by, I'm sure you know, Trey LeClaire. He's been a stud since he arrived at Ohio State as a freshman. Uh he is a terrific lacrosse player, one of the best lacrosse players in the country, and uh, his stats do not lie. Uh, he currently leads the team in goals with 21 goals. He has 28 points overall uh, with 21 goals and 7 assists. Uh, he is joined on the attack line by Jack Myers, who leads the team in assists with 16 goals. Uh, but he also has uh, 12 goals uh, to his name. Uh, so they both uh, lead the team with 28 points on the year. And then you look at a guy uh, like Jackson Reed, who also plays attack, uh, 14 goals, 7 assists. So really those three guys are their focal point offensively speaking. So Notre Dame defensively is going to have their hands full, which is why... Notre Dame needs to win faceoffs, but I'll get into that in just a minute here. Um, their most productive midfielder is Griffin Hughes, who currently has 11 goals and four assists on the year. Um, their goalie play, uh, nothing to um, scoff about. Josh Kearson, he gives up an average of 10 goals a game so far this year. He's allowed a total of 46 goals. He has 65 saves on the year, uh, which would give him a 59% save percentage. So he's a he's a pretty consistent goalie, but uh, that doesn't mean that if Notre Dame, um, if they can you know be efficient offensively, which they have shown this year, that if they are able to get enough possessions, uh, they can really um, you know do a lot of damage, but. Their goalie, he's a pretty legit goalie, so, you know, nothing to sleep on here. And that also goes, unfortunately, for their Fogo. Uh, they have two guys, but their main guy, uh, Justin Inacio, he's currently this year 44-59, which would be a 75% face-off win percentage. And uh, they sometimes also, even though he has more face-off opportunities, uh, I think he's second in their depth chart. Uh, Christian Feliziani, 
28 of 61 for 46 percent uh win percentage i think justin anasio was uh hurt in the early part of the year so i think that's why christian feliziani has more face-off opportunities but uh Nonetheless, uh, Justin Inacio is their main guy, and he's he's legit too. So it's uh, I hope Notre Dame comes up with a good game plan on the faceoff circle to try to um, counter him and make sure that Ohio State um, doesn't you know you know take over the game like Denver did, especially in that third quarter on Saturday. So you know. Again, quick turnaround. This uh, team is led by their offense. They're kind of built like Denver. Uh, they're actually very similar to Denver. Their strong point is the attack line where their defense is young and inexperienced. Um, I think their only difference is, is that their goalie play is more consistent uh, than Denver's, even though uh, Denver's goalie Jack Thompson um, Saturday – um, he, he was pretty, he was pretty consistent in, uh, in the net yesterday. So, all right, I'm going to give you my three keys to a Notre Dame victory on Tuesday, and then I will give you my predictions. That's all coming up next. Okay, so once again, Notre Dame travels to uh, Columbus on Tuesday to take on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Um, I'm going to give you my three keys to a Notre Dame victory and then my prediction uh, for the game on Tuesday. So, <laughs> key number one, face-offs. Charlie Leonard needs to win face-offs he doesn't have to win all of them it'd be great it'd be very nice if he did but because Notre Dame is really talented on both sides of the ball he doesn't need to feel the pressure of winning every face-off if he could just go split maybe 60 percent of the wins Notre Dame has a really good chance of pulling off the upset I can't believe I'm saying that pulling off the upset against Ohio State Number two, and this is certainly a lot easier said than done, but I'm sure Ryan Wallner, his main focus for Tuesday in terms of defensively is to contain that ferocious attack line of Ohio State by forcing someone other than Trey LeClaire to score. If you let, if Trey LeClaire gets that ball up, you know, around goal line extended at uh, X, anywhere near the net, you double team him. In fact, you triple team him. You make sure he gets that ball away from his stick. You make him be a passer, not a shooter. Trey LeClaire, he, look, it's really hard to contain him. I mean, he's a stud, okay? He's a, he's a man amongst boys, but... Notre Dame has a lot of men too, you know. So as if he gets that ball anywhere near the net, double team him. Triple team him. I don't care. Get that ball out of his stick. Make somebody else score. If somebody else scores, I will live with it. 
I will not live with Trey LeClaire going off for six goals or something like that. I will not. I will be very upset about that. I will go on a cursing spree on this podcast if Trey LeClaire scores more than five goals. I promise you that. So Notre Dame needs to force Trey LeClaire to be a passer, not a shooter, in Tuesday's game. I think as deep as and talented as this Ohio State line is, they are more powerful when Trey LeClaire is hot. Okay, my third key for a Notre Dame victory is to get that Ohio State defense spinning. So Notre Dame, when they start dodging from the midfield, from up top, they need to win their one-on-one matchups. They need to get that defense spinning. They need to get them moving so that you could get not a good shot but a great shot. You saw at the end of the third quarter and at the beginning of the fourth quarter yes, in yesterday's game when Notre Dame had a little bit of sense of urgency offensively, you saw them be really successful because they were being more aggressive you know they were dodging more precisely they were you know getting the ball out of their stick quicker they were not hesitating at all so Notre Dame just needs to have that same intensity for Tuesday's game where they try to win their one-on-one matchups get that defense spinning and get a great opportunity to score goals because that's what you need to do against a team like Ohio State who predicates themselves on scoring goals to win a game. So I am sure that it will not be any different this Tuesday. Having said all of that, my prediction for this game is this is going to be a nail-biter. I think a lot of Notre Dame fans are going to be sweating because Notre Dame cannot afford to fall to 2-3. and three. We need this win. So I think Notre Dame... They're going to come out, especially offensively, with a little bit more intensity. I think they will uh, get some opportunities uh, to score goals in, in a big, uh, you know, excuse me, I lost my train of thought here. But Notre Dame, if they could just win faceoffs, you know, they could get a lot of possessions for a large span of the time. And that's where they could be at their most efficient as a team if they could just, you know, be efficient offensively because we cannot have what happened for the last two weeks where Notre Dame is just, uh, you know, pedal or, you know, running backwards, you know, on their heels the entire game because all we are doing is defending. We need to have solid possessions in order to win this game. Having you know, said that, I think Notre Dame is going to pull out a one-goal victory here by the final score of 13-12. to 12. You know, Notre Dame, they have a lot on their shoulders on Tuesday. They're going to have a lot of pressure. But, you know, Coach Corrigan, he's been, you know, doing this for 30-plus years. I am sure Notre Dame has been in this position before, just not, you know, this early in the season, but Notre Dame has been in this position before where their back is against the wall and they need a win to really solidify a, you know, postseason berth. And I don't think 
this situation is any different. So I think this team will come out to play, and I think they will get the one-goal victory. Okay, this episode has been brought to you by Fish Tank Sports. Uh, you could go give them a follow on Twitter at Fish Tank Sports. Um, so once again, Notre Dame plays Ohio State Tuesday at 5 p.m. on the Big Ten Network. It will be a televised game. So if you have the Big Ten Network, uh, great. If you don't, you might have to go to a bar or um, a sports uh, you know, restaurant like Wings or B-Dubs. But nonetheless, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Tuesday, 5 p.m. on the Big Ten Network. This has been the Irish Lag Experience. And as always, go Irish.